Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for almost nine years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. Now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Visit the Anxiety Slayer Academy and get your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my good friend and business partner, Ananga Sevier. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and often answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. This week, we're talking about the fear of suffocation and hyperventilation, which can be really, really scary. A few members of our private Facebook group have shared their fears about suffocation and hyperventilation. And one even shared how this fear has become an anxiety trigger after suffering a panic attack where they felt like they couldn't breathe. And now, months later, that fear of not being able to breathe is still coming up as an anxiety trigger. So Ananga and I thought this would be a good topic for us to discuss today. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. It's always a pleasure to be with you for another episode of Anxiety Slayer. And today we're really going to be talking about that daunting discomfort that comes when you feel like you can't breathe. Yeah, it's a really horrible sensation. How it still haunts us so far after we've had an anxiety attack is that our mind gets really scared that this could happen again. So we develop a fear of the fear of the situation, a fear of the fear of not being able to breathe. And we might all know, but I mention it here because people have told me this is reassuring information. It's actually very difficult for us not to breathe. Even if we go unconscious, our body will continue breathing for us or resume breathing for us if there's been an interruption. And it's not possible for our airways to collapse without physical injury. They're designed by a genius to stay open, to stay functional with these C-ring shaped pieces of cartilage all the way down the windpipe, holding it open. It's very, very clever. But we get scared when we have a sensation that feels like suffocation or choking or shortness of breath or even hyperventilating. It doesn't feel very nice. So we become scared of the possibility of that happening again. And it works in a very similar way to a phobia. When we're scared of heights or crowds or spiders We prompt ourselves, our our mind prompts us not to go to those places in case we might encounter something we're afraid of. What happens with anxiety about physical sensations is it's like a phobic response, but it's inside us, which is an especially difficult and horrible situation because we can't get away from ourselves, though we may try by distraction, like movies, social media, alcohol. We may try to to get out of our head and get away from ourselves, but we can't really, truly escape the situation because it's an inside experience. And thankfully, it can be overcome. And as you and I have mentioned many times, that understanding 
what's going on in your body and in your mind is the first step. And learning tools to release that trigger, the trauma of the triggering event, so that you can build your confidence in your body's consistent ability to provide calm and steady breathing. Because that is what's going to happen. You build that confidence day by day, and eventually you'll be able to release that trigger altogether. So to talk more about understanding what's going on, and this is something that we presented a quite an in-depth module on in our free course, which you can find at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. There's a whole section in that course on how the fear of the fear of anxiety works and how you can help yourself overcome that. So what happens when we have an anxiety or panic attack is it leads to a hypervigilant state. We start watching ourselves. Sometimes people say, I've become fixated on my breathing. I've become fixated on the symptoms of my anxiety. It's the same kind of thing as somebody goes on a picnic and they become fixated on the four corners of the blanket in case a bug's going to come on the blanket. It's that kind of situation. When we suffer a trauma, which is what a panic attack feels like, our subconscious mind will seek to protect us from it ever happening to us again because it's an awful, terrifying experience. And it usually does that by warning us that something approaching that experience is coming. So it looks for anything similar. So it can put a red flag up and it fixates on that. Anything that might feel remotely similar to that experience that had you feeling so scared, your mind starts looking out for it. So we need to understand that and then teach our mind that we've got this. And instead of looking for, oh, my breath's become a bit shallow, that feels a bit like that. Oh my God, is that going to happen to me again? Which is the way the mind tries to go. We need to look for difference to the experience of a panic attack rather than similarities. We have to retrain our mind to look for differences, something that's different to the triggering sensations. In other words, build confidence in new, relaxed breathing experiences. Take a step outside and really fill your lungs with air and just tell yourself, I am breathing deeply and freely and just really notice it. Draw your mind's attention to good breathing experiences. And that's where mindful breathing can be very helpful. And so many of us spend the better part of our day with shallow breathing. We don't even realize it. We have very, very shallow breathing. So just by being mindful, drawing that deep breath in or belly breathing Mm -hmm. nice and deep and feeling that inhalation through your nose, exhalation through your mouth, it really does change everything quite quickly. It does because what tends to happen is if we habitually breathe shallowly, and then we're suffering with anxiety that causes us to fixate on our breath, we're going to catch ourselves out breathing shallowly. And then we're going to think there's a problem. Oh, my breath's really shallow. But it might be habitually that we, we breathe that way. Or what tends to happen when we check in with ourselves is we freeze. Mm-hmm. I know somebody told me recently that if, if they're feeling concerned, they sometimes feel claustrophobic. They feel like they're like half a beat behind their heart with their breath. They get this funny sensation that their breath's just like, a bit behind and it's, it's not substantial enough and they get some anxiety. But when they try and tune into that, they freeze. They stop breathing for a minute. Flight, fight, freeze situation because it's a stressful situation. So to understand that we can do that and that might be what's happening. Of course, if you feel that there is some physical or structural reason, please see a health professional. We have to say that. But 
what we're talking about is an anxiety-induced experience where a panic attack has affected breathing and now we're so worried that that could happen again because it was horrible. So we can talk a little bit now about how you can support yourself through that. Yeah, and I think that the, the very first place to start there is practicing self-compassion. You are not a fool. You are not weak. You are bravely coping with something nobody would be happy with. Be gentle with yourself. Be sweet with yourself. No self-judgment here. This is about learning how to navigate through this with as much grace and ease as you possibly can. Also, tapping is so beneficial here. If you learn tapping to help you clear any traumatic events that feed your anxiety around breathing, and also for the daily anxiety of of watching or fixating on your breath, you're going to feel so much better. And and we'll do an example of a tapping session for this later in the show today. Also, uh, breathing practices. Ananga and I talk about breathing practices and learning different practices to work with your breath so that you can calm your anxiety and give new way of thinking about your breath by having a couple of different choices in your toolbox to know that, okay, in this case, I want to work with just some deep belly breathing or the long exhale that we talk about quite a bit, that you've got this. Earlier, Ananga mentioned just knowing that you've got something that can support you, something that's helpful right there when you need it is amazing. And uh, a while back, Ananga and I made an album of guided anxiety relief breathing practices, and it's called Breathe. And you can find it on Amazon or CD Baby. We recommend downloading a guided practice and keeping it on your phone, whether it's ours or someone else's. Keep it on your phone or MP3 player so that you can listen and follow along anytime. It's incredibly helpful. And when it pops up, you'll have something right there on the ready. And then we can't really do an episode (laughs) without talking about Rescue Remedy and how helpful these flower essences are for the shock to your system and uh, general anxiety. Rescue Remedy is is our go-to, but there's also individual flower essences that you can get. And for something like this, a remedy for the fear of known things is available and it's called Mimulus. And again, that's uh, Bach Flower Remedies. Really supportive, wonderful products that we've been using for a long time. Ananga, do you want to walk through a guided tapping session now for anxiety about breathing? Sure. So we should mention that you can find a diagram of the tapping points. If you're not already familiar with the EFT tapping points, you can find a diagram illustrating the points, where to tap and what to do at our website at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT. The originator of EFT is a gentleman called Gary Craig, and he used to teach an exercise which he called the constricted breathing exercise, which was a convincer for people when they were first learning EFT tapping. He'd tap you through the points. Uh, Before he began, he would ask people to take a deep breath. You can do it with me now. Take a deep breath and out of 10, estimate how much you can fill your lungs. So 10 out of 10 would be the maximum. Full lungs and naught out of 10 will be empty lungs. Have a feel about how much air you can get in your lungs. And then he would get people to tap EFT tapping points through. And at the end of the exercise, everybody would say, 
that their number had increased, that their sense of capacity of how much air they could bring into their lungs was increased. His explanation being everyone's a little constricted around their breathing. So tapping actually has a direct effect on our physiology and can help you breathe more deeply and more steadily, as well as take away the trauma that you experience when you have a panic attack, help general anxiety, and help you work on any fears around your breathing. So it it can come at helping this issue from so many different angles. So let's just try that breathing exercise now. Tap on the side of your hand between the base of your little finger and your wrist. Halfway down on the side of your hand on that point called the karate chop point. Just tap with your fingertips of the opposite hand. And just say, even though I have this anxiety around breathing, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm afraid that my breathing's constricted, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm so scared that I might hyperventilate or even suffocate, I deeply and completely accept myself. And you take a couple of fingers and start tapping on the first point at the beginning of your eyebrow. This anxiety around my breathing. Tapping on the outside corner of your eye, this constriction in my chest. And tapping on the point under your eye, all this anxiety about breathing. Tapping under your nose, scared I'll hyperventilate. Tapping on your chin, scared I could suffocate. Tapping on your collarbone, this fixation on my breathing. And then come back up again to start tapping at the beginning of your eyebrow. All this fear around my breathing. Tapping on the outside corner of your eye, fear of not being able to breathe. Tapping under your eye, fear of suffocation. Tapping under your nose, fear of hyperventilation. Tapping onto your chin, always fixating on my breathing. Tapping on your collarbone, so worried about my breathing. Patting onto your arm really firmly on one side of your body with the flat of your hand. And take a deep breath in and release it. And now pat really firmly on the other side of your body with the opposite hand. And again, deep breath in and release it. And we'll tap one more round together, coming back up to tap at the beginning of your eyebrow. All this anxiety around my breathing. Tapping on the outside corner of your eye. I keep fixating on my breathing and it worries me so much. Tapping under your eye, scared of hyperventilating. Tapping under your nose, open to new ways of working with my breath. Tapping on your chin, learning how to support myself with anxiety about my breathing. Tapping on your collarbone, learning to release fear around my breathing. And at this point, just stretch and take a deep breath and release it. And then ask yourself if my breathing was so many points out of 10 before I started tapping. What is it now? Check in with yourself. And then please do 
continue tapping on your own for a couple of minutes more. Thanks, Ananga. That's so very supportive. Anytime that I do any tapping with you or tapping on my own, you know, even just sitting here listening in, I, I wasn't tapping through it, but I was mentally tapping through it. I could already feel calmer, you know, already feel some, some relief just by listening. Yeah, it's part being understood, part sending that intention to these vital energy points in our body for healing, and EFT really works. And if you want to go deeper with EFT, we have a wonderful course called EFT Tapping for Anxiety Relief, which is available at anxietyslayer.teachable.com at our Anxiety Slayer Academy. Thank you so much for listening in today. We love that you come back week after week and enjoy supporting you to the best of our ability. And thanks, Ananga. Get everything you need to start slaying your anxiety today. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com to claim our free Anxiety Slayer Starter Course. You get four guided sessions, including an EFT tapping session, guided breathing practice, and special module on overcoming the fear of anxiety. Claim your free Anxiety Slayer Starter Course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com.